Welcome back to another episode of In Enemy Territory. We got a great one for you guys today. Today on the calendar, we have August 3rd, the third day of August, and a lot of cool stuff, big birthdays, highlights, history. Let's get into it. First of all, happy birthday to Marcel Dion, the former Detroit Red Wing Longtime Los Angeles King and also a New York Ranger, Hall of Famer, born on uh, August 3rd, 1951. So that puts him at uh, turning 70 this year. Um, he, last week we talked about Hank Aaron getting the biggest contract signing at the time in sports history, a $200,000 deal. Fast forward 1975, three years later, Marcel Dion would ink the biggest deal in hockey history at $300,000. And he deserved it. He would go on to score over 700 goals. He uh, he would finish second in goals and in points at the time, only trailing Gordie Howe. Now he is fifth in scoring, uh, in goal scoring, and I think seventh in points. And obviously, he retired well before I was born, or actually, I think the year I was born, he retired. Um, he is sitting at the most goals scored and most points for a player who has never won the Stanley Cup. So not sure if that's a great thing to be known for, but he definitely was an amazing player. He Passed the torch to Luke Robitaille of the Kings, um, who I'm going to cover in an episode. I think next season we're going to talk about Luke Robitaille because I know he was an NHL great, but I don't know so much about him, and I've been planning to research more about Luke Robitaille. So for whatever reason, um, I would like to dive deeper into the life and career of Luke Robitaille. Anyway, super random. But speaking of Hank Aaron and old-time baseball, I'm going to go much farther back to our first highlight of the day, August 3rd, 1906. The Washington Nationals' Tom Hughes, a pitcher, became the first pitcher to win a one nothing extra-inning game off his own homer in the 10th inning against the St. Louis Browns. That's right. He hit a walk-off home run to win himself the game. He pitched a complete game and got the win. And it's been done a handful of other times where a pitcher hit a home run to win a one nothing game, uh, including last year, Noah Syndergaard for the Mets. But this particular game was a walk-off homer, the only of its kind. And that's incredible. He, uh, one other thing about Hughes, he was... Not a Hall of Famer, not you know, not a name we really know, but he was a member of the first World Series winning team in 1903 along Cy Young for the Boston Americans against the Pittsburgh Pirates. A little bit of trivia there. But looking at this highlight got me thinking, obviously a walk-off home run, a pitcher hitting a walk-off home run is very rare and an incredible feat. Is there an equivalent of this in football or in hockey? You don't really have... Basketball doesn't really have a player that's like 
a pitcher or a quarterback or a goaltender, you know, that they get the wins. Basketball, all five players are in the same boat. Um, baseball, obviously, has the pitcher getting the wins. In football, the quarterback gets it. In hockey, the goaltender. Can someone in football or hockey do what Tom Hughes did on that day, which is basically win himself the game? Not just win the the team the game, but get himself the win on, on, on a singular play. And I don't think a goalie really could do anything. The only thing I could really come up with is maybe – you know, the goalie comes out, plays the puck, and just shoots up a 150-foot pass to, to spring someone on a breakaway or, you know, a, a, a very unbelievable primary assist in overtime or, you know, something to that magnitude is really the, the closest they can get. You're never going to have a situation where the goalie scores a goal to win the game because the net is only empty when the team's losing. So that does lead me to actually, now that I'm talking this out for the podcast, I'm going to research of the goalie goals that have been scored. They all, they all obviously came with at least a one goal lead, and it's typically a one, two, or a three goal lead. If it's already a four goal lead, they're not pulling the net. So I'm curious because if a goalie scores with a one nothing lead, or a one goal lead. Now it's a two goal lead. the the winning The game winning goal is still whoever scored the previous goal. But if the goalie were to score a goal and then the other team were to were to score one more before the game ends, let's say it was three to two when Martin Brodeur scored. Now it's four to two, and then the other team came back and made it four three. Brodeur actually were to be credited with the winning goal. So I'm actually going to look this up and post it online if I can find any instance of a goalie having the game-winning goal. Um, I wish I had thought of it beforehand and I could talk about it, but talking it out over here has helped me come up with maybe one equivalent where hockey can do it. And, it, and in football, I guess technically there is a way where a quarterback can receive his own pass if it bounces off another player and he's the first to catch it. So maybe if a quarterback were to catch his own pass and score a touchdown in overtime, um, because obviously like he could pass a touchdown in overtime or he could run it in in overtime. I don't think it's quite as spectacular as the pitcher hitting a walk-off home run just because it's so, so much more rare. And obviously a goaltender getting a game-winning goal is very rare. If it's even happened, I will let you guys know. But for a quarterback... Um, I feel like it happens all the time, you know, quarterback, a quarterback rush, a QB sneak in overtime. It's, it's happened, you know, it's not like it happens every week, but it's, it's not something that's rare and bizarre. So I don't think a quarterback really has that equivalent, um, of a play moving on our next highlight for the day is something which I found um, August 3rd, 1960 is the only time in MLB history that teams traded their active managers. Um, the Detroit uh, Tigers and the Cleveland Indians traded managers uh, about halfway through the season. They both or even two thirds of the way through the season. They were both garbage. Let's just 
let's just call it what it is. The Indians were hovering around 500, but the Tigers were below 500 by a nice margin, and neither of them were going anywhere. And the Tigers GM was like, you know what, let's just do something crazy. Talked to Cleveland, they were down, traded it. It's the only instance in MLB history that that's ever been done. I think I saw there has been instances of other coaches being traded in sports, but it's never been a one-for-one like it was on that day in Detroit. Um, and that leads me to pontificate that I wouldn't mind to see a trade like that happen to one of my favorite teams. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I propose, and I'm sure everyone involved is going to be totally on board. I would like to see the Steelers trade Mike Tomlin to the Patriots for Bill Belichick. And hear me out. Obviously, the Steelers are super loyal to their head coaches, as we're only on our third head coach since basically the Super Bowl era. And every other team's got to be at least on seven or eight or more. Um, Some teams even 20 or 30. Looking at you, Cleveland. Um, But Mike Tomlin, he brought the Steelers to a Super Bowl victory in 2009, another appearance in 2011, Nothing since they've had a couple, you know, playoff exits later in the playoffs, but for the most part, the last 10 years has been early playoff exits or missing the playoffs. Now, I know there's been injuries and there's been holdouts, this, that, and that, and this running into Tom Brady. I don't care. At the end of the day, there hasn't been much success in 10 years, and especially with the embarrassing exit to Cleveland last playoffs going down 28 nothing in the first quarter. Um, it makes me feel like if we moved on from Tomlin and found something else, okay, thank you for the good times. You were good. You're definitely not a bad head coach, but maybe try something else. In hockey, he would have been gone seven years ago. Like, it just doesn't happen that teams hold on and hold on and hold on and do the same thing if it's not working. And I don't know what's going on with the Patriots, but they obviously missed the playoffs without Tom Brady. As amazing as Bill Belichick is, you can only work magic so much. And now with the Bills and Dolphins looking like they're going to start being the top dogs in the division, maybe it's time the Patriots are going to start thinking about moving on from Bill Belichick. Um, And obviously, as a Steelers fan for the past basically 20 years, I hate the guy. But that's on a personal level from him beating us all the time. I love his no-nonsense style that he brings. He's obviously a psychopath, but it turns and translates into championships. Um, and come on, any Steelers fan, if they woke up tomorrow and they saw the news that Bill Belichick is going to be coaching the Steelers, they would be excited and they would think to themselves, okay, watch him do it. Watch him get us there. And I think it would be sweet. So... I'm putting that out into the zeitgeist. Mike Tomlin for Bill Belichick, one for one. Would be great for both teams. Tomlin with the Patriots would be a great fit. Belichick with the Steelers would be great. It would be weird, but I'm down. So the Rooney's family, get in touch with Robert Kraft, and you're welcome. Speaking of the Patriots, happy birthday, August 3rd. 1977 to the greatest Patriot, the greatest football player of all time, Tom Brady.
probably win another Super Bowl or two with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a minimum, maybe three or four. You never know. With Tom Brady suiting up on opening day, going for his eighth Super Bowl victory and 11th appearance, he's probably going to win another Super Bowl next year. And, man, Tampa Bay sports is thriving right now. The Lightning are up 2-0 in the Stanley Cup, about to go back-to-back. The Tampa Bay Rays were two wins short of winning the World Series last year. Now they're a great team again this year, haven't slowed down. Tampa Bay Buccaneers won the freaking Super Bowl. Now they have the entire team signed again. Good time to be a Tampa Bay fan. Um, and that brings us to our last birthday of the day. Happy birthday, 1984, to Ryan Lochte, U.S. swimmer. Six gold medals, 12 medals in total. And 10 of those 12 medals were, were won alongside of an all-time great, an all-time legend, Michael Phelps, who on this day, August 3rd in 2012, he won the 100-meter butterfly in London, the London Olympics, to take his all-time Olympic gold medal tally to a record 17, his 17th gold medal on this day, which would be greater than anyone in the history of the Olympics. And he would go on to finish his career. He came back out of retirement in Rio again, and he would finish with 23 gold medals, 28 total Olympic medals. Unreal, considered one of the greatest athletes of all time, one of the greatest sports figures, Michael Phelps. And to be considered one of the greatest Olympians, which obviously is the pinnacle of sports, the Olympians, the best in their field in every category, coming together from across the world. And Michael Phelps is definitely on top of that mountain. To close out the show, we have one last birthday I didn't mention, 1976, the birthday of Troy Gloss, the former uh, Anaheim Angel, World Series MVP in 2002 against the Giants. Happy birthday, and with that, it's the end of the show. That's what we've got for this day in sports history. And if you enjoyed it, I um, appreciate you for listening to the whole thing. You can follow the show um on Instagram at IET Podcast or on Facebook, Facebook.com slash IET Podcast. I will answer the question of if there has ever been a goaltender to score a game winning goal. And I'll be back next week with some more in enemy territory greatness. Peace.